This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome to another episode of the Gripper 60 Podcast, your blowing it edition. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, my name's Connor Farrell. You can call me TC. Uh, I'm joined from Gainesville. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm Brendan, also known as TCJ. Okay. Um, and Brendan, what do you do? I currently write for the Independent Florida Alligator here at the University of Florida. Uh, but, you know, I also do the podcast with you, so. And what do we do? Uh, we talk about the Jets. Mostly Connor Hellbuck. You mean the only good Jets player? Well, and Nick Ellers. Um, so, there was hockey. Yeah, uh, I mean, technically, though, I wouldn't recommend losing to one of the worst teams in the Western Conference right now, but... Not if you want to make the playoffs. I mean, the Jets could have been like the Wild and get shut out by the Sharks the next day, so... Mind you, they were shut out by Martin Jones. It wasn't his first uh, shutout of the season? Yeah, it was Jones' first it's shutout of the season. Mid-February? Yeah, yeah. But... I texted you this, and, um, like, the Jets allowed – like, the Jets were scored on by Marcus Sorensen. What's Sorensen? It was yeah, like – yeah, yeah, they were they were scored on by Sorensen, Dylan Gambrell, and um, Melker Carlson. And, like, at that point – Gambrell had an assist on Sorensen's goal. He did not have a goal. Oh, he did not have a goal. Okay. Oh, was, oh he might have scored yesterday. Anyway, regardless. Sorensen, Carlson, and Meyer – Ah, yes. Always team at the time. But anyway, I texted you. I was like, uh, the Jets were scored on by Sorensen and Melker Carlson, the other Carlson. Um, yeah, bad like, Carlson. And I was like, by rule, they have to forfeit. They, they, they probably could have and should have. I mean, let's, let's, to me, the big thing is, okay, I'm looking at this scored line. Team of Meyer scored a goal. He's like the only weapon that they have that you have to stop. Especially now that Eric Carlson is out for the year. Yeah. That happened after this game. so Or in the middle of this game, I should say. Uh, I guess also Brent Burns should probably stop. Yeah, but well. Brent Burns has been pretty meh. And that's being polite. So if you're losing to this team who really only has, would you say, one weapon? I would throw Kevin LeBanc in there. Okay, the bank is always open. Um, that, I mean, you just you just can't. I started the sentence with, if you lose this game, you just can't lose this game if you want to make the playoffs. 
you absolutely have to win this game, and they didn't win this game. Which, Mark, Marcus Sorensen hadn't scored a goal in this decade. I didn't feel like responding to that, so I just left a silence there. Um, Sorry, I just felt like throwing that out there. He hadn't scored since uh, December 5th, I think. Mm. So that's a lot of fun. Mm. So two and a half months. Yeah. That's, that's a big part of this, this season. Uh, I guess most surprisingly, when you're playing a team like the Sharks, you know, oh, once again, the Jets have lost at home. So maybe win some home games. That would help too. Home Jets, home Jets, home oh. Jets. Can we get road Jets at home, please? Can they just wear white at home and pretend like it's a road game? Like what, 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 is, what is this reverse psychology here, I guess? Yeah, I, I don't know how that happens. Um, okay. And you can't, if you're playing at home, you're playing San Jose Sharks, you don't have any weapons, you certainly can't go through the first period taking only three shots and expecting to have success. Yeah, uh, I would argue that's not a good or sustainable way to play the sport of hockey. No. Maybe. Now, listen, I looked at the shot map, maybe the lack of shooting in the first period, which I guess they did pick up more shooting later in the game, but you know what they were missing today? They're missing a lot of things. Well, the one of the things they're missing, point shots. They have a few, but not nearly as many as they have been taking this season. Could those have been the shots that disappeared from this game? Maybe. I don't know. I, I would argue, though, that when you only attempt 27 shots at 5-on-5, five five, that you don't really get a good grasp on where you're actually taking shots from. Okay, Mr. Statistics. No, that was just, the game, that, nerd. That was just me being, like, more so, like, how do you only have 27 shot attempts at 5-on-5? Five in 60 minutes, or I guess 44 minutes and 9 seconds, according to natural stature, the Jets took, count them, 27 shot attempts. I mean, that's not... That's bad. I mean, it's not terrible. That is bad. It's not on re- Oh, shot attempts. Shot attempts. Not, not shots on goal. Correct. The Sharks had as many shots on goal at 5-1-5 as the Jets had attempts. Yeah, that's not that's not a good – that's that's no bueno. Don't hmm. – That's not something I would recommend. No, not that a was, recommended strategy. Funny, funny enough, uh, <laughs> so there have been three times this season where the Jets have taken 27 shots at 5-1-5 or fewer. All of them came against the Sharks, and they won two of them. <laughs> how do you know this? I went. I was. How, how, how I, I, went, I went to. Up? I went to Natural Stat Trick like literally like five seconds ago, and I was like, "Hmm, twenty-seven seems like a like doesn't seem like a lot, right?" So I wanted to see how it stacked up with the rest of their season. So I just hit like the sort by Corsi Four. 
so that it went from like least to most. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, Jets three, Sharks two, 23 shot attempts. Okay, Jets five, Sharks one, 27 shot attempts for the for the Jets. And Sharks three, Jets two, 27 shot attempts. Well, that's fun and interesting. So suffice to say, uh, this was finally a game that the Jets had coming to them when it comes to the West Side Story rivalry here. Huh. So are you saying the Sharks were due? I mean, sure. <laughs> That's not statistically correct to say that. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Why I mean, not? just because, I mean, like, it doesn't make it more likely that the Sharks will win just because they had stronger results in the past, right? Mm. Like, that has no bearing on what happened yesterday or two days ago, whatever. Hmm. Right, like just because like a, a a team is hot or whatever, that doesn't necessarily like increase their their probability of winning or whatever. Now, I will throw this out there: the Jets did pick up more shots later in the game, most notably in the third period, where they took eighteen shots in one period. I guess that kind of makes up for taking only three shots in the first period. Um, your your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an improvement for sure, but the way they were playing, it just didn't matter. <laughs> like, they got owned in pretty much all aspects at 5-on-5. Five five. Like, they were out attempted 39-27. to 27. The expected goals were 2.63 to 1.18 in favor of the Sharks. Or if you're more of a percentages person, uh, the Sharks had 69, over 69% of the expected goals. So, yes, very nice. Very nice performance from the Sharks. Um, and I, I, this is where I would kind of go to line expected goals and line Corsi and all that to look at how our boys did. But the Jets didn't keep – enough lines out there to really for a long enough period of time to really make a statement about how they played. Right. Except for that top line, Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley and Patrick line. got 13 minutes of ice time together. Kind of did okay. Ish 45% Corsi four percentage. Um, 35% expected goals percentage and that's is that good is, is that good yeah I kind of want to blow up that whole line a Connor Shifley thing sorry did I say kind yeah. of I, I want to blow up the Connor yeah. line a Shifley line I've been saying this for weeks it's not working stop forcing this to work I know these are your best players I guess but it's not it's not working find some other combination and make that work i i i strongly recommend putting ellers in line line a on the same line but that's just what i want to happen i don't know what's actually best for this team but this isn't it i will freely admit that i don't know everything but this is not it 
chief called, he wants to say that this is indeed not it. This is not, not, I mean, I mean, it's consistently below average numbers from this unit. Well, I think part of it is just from a play style perspective, like none of these players are any good defensively. Well, yeah. Like, the big secret about Kyle Connor is that he's awful defensively. Like, big secret. He's bad. Very, very bad defensively. And Mark Scheifele isn't a whole lot better. So you combine the two of them already, and then you put Patrick Laine on there, who's actually, like, I mean, he's been much improved defensively. But, like, you shouldn't have a line where you're like, yeah, uh, Patrick Laine is the defensive presence here. Mm. Well, but Laine has been better this season defensively. Right. Steps. right, but still, he shouldn't be your two-way forward on a, on the top line. I guess that's that's fair enough. Maybe this this line does score though, so maybe I shouldn't say it's consistently below average. It's just consistently below average play driving. Uh, but like Kyle Connor, does he lead the team in goals? Close to it. He's probably close to it. I know. Just off the top of my head, Mark Shifley just had some crazy PDO numbers this season, ah. so I don't know if he would be leading. But goals are goals in this league, you know? Like, that's how decisions are made. So if Mark right. Shifley is scoring, if Kyle Connor is scoring, I guess then this line works. Um, from that perspective, I just... Yeah, come on, just watch the game. I, I can't keep throwing this line out here and looking at A the play driving and be the final results and going, yeah, this is working. We need to keep doing this. Ah, all right. So update on the uh, Jets goals standings here. Oh boy. It's Connor and lead at 29. Ooh. Line a at 24. Shifley at 23. Hmm. I, I was Ellers right though. Was, Ellers was up there at the all-star break. Yeah. Ellers is number four at 20. Hmm. <laughs> four twenty. Um, Sorry. But I was right about Shifley in the sense that he's shooting over 16% this year. So that's that's fun. Yeah, why not? Okay, so... I mean, and then it's, it's hard for me to go, oh, this line needs to be blown up when they are, in fact, the, le- the team leaders and goals. So maybe, maybe they should stay. I mean, maybe that's the whole point is that they're scoring goals. But I just, I can't look at this line and go, yeah. I mean, their their play driving is below average, and the team isn't winning games. We need to keep doing this. Right. No, I like I I I I totally agree with you. Like, you know, on paper it sounds like a great idea, but in actuality, it's like. This is horrible. <laughs> I would like to know if t- how many goals against they are allowing this season. Because it looks like they have allowed a goal in this game and didn't score. Um, although I well, only see I one, one goal allowed. I got you. Why is only one goal allowed accounted for in these stats? What do you mean? The forward lines. And you only see... They allow, I mean, the Sharks scored three goals at five on five. 
and only one is accounted for on the forward lines. Hmm. Odd. Maybe there are lines that were out there that aren't that the Sharks scored on that didn't have enough time together to be included in the forward lines. I do not know. But you were asking about what the goal, what the actual yeah, goals so like, look like. Yeah, like goals allowed specifically for the yeah, season. Yeah, so I'm looking at Money Puck here. Okay. Um, they have the Connor Shifley line A line at 30 goals for and 31 against. Okay, not what you want from your top line. Which, yeah, uh, that's already positive. not great. Uh, I would say that there really isn't a positive here. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, they're scoring more than they're allowing technically, so I, that's why I said positive. They, no, I mean, no, no. Technically positive. No, they're scoring 30 and allowing 31. Oh, or, what did I say? Negative. Uh, yeah, they're scoring 30 and they're allowing 31. Mm. Which actually is an improvement because they're expected to give up 41.9% uh, of the goals. Wait, so they're expected to give up less than 50%? Way less than 50%. So, so to, to make it a little easier for you, uh, per 60... They are expected to score 2.4 and give up 3.33. Oh, that's not good. Yes. So but because we've got Shifley shooting above 16% or whatever it is, they are scoring more often. And they've got Connor Hellebuck behind them, so they're allowing less often. Yes. Hmm. Precisely. Well, I'm starting to we're starting to, to piece this together. And I hope, <laughs> I hope everybody else is enjoying this. Um, it's interesting to me, little detective work here behind, behind the scenes. How does, uh, how does their goals allowed compare to the rest of the team? Well, the funny thing is, at least according to Money Pack here, I'm just looking at their offensive lines here. And there are only four combinations that have played at least 100 minutes together. <laughs> Paul Maurice and his line scrambled we'll again. We'll also just like all the injuries and such. Well, yeah. Um, but out of the four, like the Connor Shifley line A line is easily the worst when it comes huh. to the, at least when it comes to the expected numbers and everything. Expected numbers? What about actual numbers? Because I know that's what they're going to be looking at. So if we're thinking about what is what is going on in the mind of the coach, right? Yeah. Okay. So what I'm seeing here is Perot, Lowry, and Cop, and Line A, Shifley, Wheeler are the only ones that are, have broken even. Okay. Two of those six players are hurt. Right. And after that, uh, the, you have the Connor, Shifley, Line A, Line at 49.2. And the Ellers Wheeler Roslovic line at forty eight percent. Hmm. So maybe they should just go back to line A Shifley Wheeler. That's interesting. That I hmm. But then this, what we do with that second line? Andrew Cop, Ellers, and Roslovic. I guess. Like copy in the center, and then Roslovic and 
Ellers on either side? Well, you'd, you'd probably put uh, Connor and Ellers with, oh, with Cop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you'd have, like, Roslevic and uh, God knows who else who on the, on the bottom side. That, that would be an int- I would. That would be a very spicy second line. Well, even if, okay, so let's say that you have to keep uh, Blake Wheeler at the 2C position. Mm-hmm. What if they, like, just swapped Ellers with either uh, Connor or Line? I want them to swap Ellers with Connor. Ellers with Connor, okay. I, I've been asking for this Shifley Line duo for ages. I think that would be a lot of fun. Like my grand plan again is for, for Ellers to skate through the neutral zone with the puck and attract four defensemen and find a wide open Patrick Line for a one timer. How hard is this? Somehow like Ellers has like barely played with Mark Shifley. Really? Yeah. It seems to me, like just at a brief like look at it, Ellers has played like when he did play with Shifley, it was with Wheeler. Mm-hmm. For 49 and a half minutes. Well, that's not a lot. No, but they did break even at when it comes to the expected goals, which uh, on this Jets team is a pretty big accomplishment. Which is something, yeah. Which is something. But uh, so let's let's bring the the lines discussion to a to a stop here because. We've been talking about it for a while, and yes. honestly, it kind of makes my head spin. <laughs> we put like, a lot of numbers at people. Well, yeah. Well, plus also, like, <laughs> at the same time, like, I'm just running through the depth chart in my head. I'm like, no, he's hurt. He's, he's also hurt. hurt. He's hurt. That guy's hurt. Right. Who, yeah. do they, who, who do they call up for the moose again? Chibisov. Like, oh, yeah. He, he's apparently Career making his NHL debut. Or no. above average KHL or something? Career KHLer. Career KHLer? Yeah, he's like 26 years old. Does he does he break up that very efficient fourth line that we've got, or does he slot into third line minutes? I Why don't we just make that fourth line our third line? I have I have no clue. I, I I think they've earned it. Give that fourth line more time. But uh, do you have any other comments you wanted to make about the um, Sharks game? Well. The defense is still bad. The defense I mean, is that's, still that's not changing. Awful. I mean, you just look at where the Sharks took shots. It's all right in front of Connor Hellebuck. Like, almost exclusively the, the middle of the crease, like the low end of the crease, right in, or the low end of the slot right in front of the crease. All three goals came from, like, in Connor Hellebuck's face. Stop it. Just how can we just stop? Stop the puck. Well, stop the puck from getting there. I guess Connor Hellbuck is doing a great job of stopping the puck. The defense needs to make some interceptions and just, like th- this cannot happen. This can you can't this. It's just oh, I don't have coaching words for this. But like, can we not? It's just funny looking at either. Natural statrics like heat, uh, heat maps, or like what uh, Micah has on his site, or like the evolving wild uh, shot locations. It's just like this giant bubble, like right in front of Connor Hallibuck. 
oh, it's just the worst. And it's this is like the other problem from this season that has been plaguing this team is the lack of any sort of defense. And teams are just like, oh, okay, if we can take shots in the slot, we'll just do it. And then they lose. Or the Jets lose. Like, oh, shocking. Yeah, exactly. But, okay. You know, what can you do? Just... Man, like, if they if they don't hit the reset button on this defense over the over the offseason. <sighs> some, some luck, some injury luck wouldn't hurt. Yeah, well, and apparently Brian Little's done for the year, too, so. Which is, okay, I'm glad you brought this up because this is something I wanted to talk about just briefly enough to talk about it, you know. Because I don't, I mean, I don't have any analysis for this. It just kind of sucks. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, Brian Little's been with the team for a while, and uh, you know, the whole thing was kind of scary. So, and I think you know, Blake Wheeler's quotes on this kind of um, sum up the best. You know, pretty much, I guess, sum up how most fans would react to something like this. Uh, this is courtesy of Murat. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Eights. Yeah, I was going to say somehow that part is the one that screwed you up and not yeah. the Marat part. Marat, I got. Ates? Eights? I th- let's go with eights. Eights? It sounds too Anglicanized. Anglicized? No, anyway. Um, selfishly, as a teammate, we miss him as a hockey player, but Brian has a lot, lot more going on in his life than the Winnipeg Jets. He's got a wife and a young daughter, and those are at the top of his list. And that's kind of where I think I sit, and I think where a lot of Hockey fans in general sit, you know, particularly being being a Flyers fan. We've got a couple non-hockey injuries on our team that are very impactful for the team on the ice. Nolan Patrick has migraines and Oscar Lindblom has cancer. And this is kind of like, yeah, I want to see him on the ice. And this is where I'm going to miss him the most is him as a hockey player. But it's much more important that he's not on the ice right now. Right. And I think Paul Marie said something very similar that it's much more important for him as a person to not be participating this season and to focus on getting better. Yeah. So for those not in the know, uh, Brian Little, this is going all the way back to November. He took a pop to the head. Um, he suffered. And he a- had a concussion history before that, too, that yeah. kept him out of, out of time. And um, apparently he suffered a perforated eardrum. And he needs surgery on it. And that sounds Just, awful. That sounds terrible. Like, that sounds, when you say perforated eardrum, that sounds like the worst thing. Yeah, that does not sound like a great place to have surgery on. Not that no. there is any, but no, I, I, I would, I would rather not. Music, I, I feel like if I, oh, I feel like that's the kind of thing that loud noises would just irritate non. Oh, but I'm not, I, I don't want to, I'm not a doctor. I'm not. I don't have no experience with this, so I shouldn't be projecting my own feelings onto the situation. All right. But they said that he needs like three months to recover. And uh, so we wish him the best. And hopefully yeah, I wasn't, it works out. I mean, I don't know about you, but I really wasn't expecting him to return this season anyway. Um, but it would be nice. Yeah. It, I'm just, I'm just glad that the team is letting him, you know, take his time and get right. everything under control. Right. God, this team sucks. 
And not not that they're bad at hockey sucks, which kind of are, but like following this team is the worst. I mean, just this season, it's been, oh, we don't have this player anymore. We weren't expecting that. Oh, we can't use this player anymore. We weren't expecting that. Oh, this guy's out long-term. We weren't expecting, like. You're right. And plus the, the product on the ice has been pretty unfun to watch. Back online. Yeah, it's been it's been overall, I'd say unfun. Fun in spurts. There were little snippets where like, oh that was neat and interesting and fun. Oh, there's Connor Hellwet doing something interesting and fun. Kyle Connor just like wizarded his way through three defensemen and scored a goal. That was fun, but overall Yikes. Like I, I've I've enjoyed just the heart of Connor Hellbuck to just Yeah drag this team kicking and screaming into playoff contention. Um, the corpse of this team limply. I, 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 t- I tweeted this out like after Paul Maurice got his extension, which interesting, but uh, uh, I tweeted out like Connor Hallibuck should get like a percentage of Paul Maurice's new contract for keeping him employed in the first place. <laughs> right. Because all these, all these coaches are getting fired like Bruce Boudreaux because their goaltenders suck. Mm-hmm. In Winnipeg's case, it's the opposite. It's everything but the goaltending has sucked. And so, to me, it's like, well, if Connor Hellbuck wasn't a Vezina caliber goaltender this year, like if Connor Hellbuck was just like a league average goaltender, right? I feel like they're like Paul Maurice wouldn't even be here. Uh, yes. Though that would require the Winnipeg this... Jets might be in the Gallant sweepstakes if it weren't for Connor Hellbuck. Well, I was going to say, yeah, uh, though that. Firing Paul Maurice would require this organization making a bold move, which they seem to shy away <laughs> from. So, um, well, they're going to have to make some bold moves this summer. They just they they're going to ha- they have to. Like you said, they they have to fix this defense. Yeah. And honestly, I don't I don't think you, I don't think making a move at the deadline would be smart for this team. Just they don't have a lot of flexibility right now. I think this summer it would be much more uh, resource efficient, I guess. But maybe maybe Hanela will be ready for NHL time next next season. I'm gonna keep beating that dead horse too. <laughs> it's it's February and I'm still talking about Hanela. Um, okay. you, you got anything else you wanted to you want to bring? Up? I, I was gonna ask how we're doing on time. Uh, we're we're pretty good on time, but if you I mean if you have anything else you want to bring up, um, well I always like to look look ahead. So we're recording this before a very important game against the Chicago Blackhawks. So by the time you're listening to this, the Jets may or may not be eliminated. Well, not eliminated, but mm, struggling to really be a viable option for the playoffs. Um, going forward, they've got a game against the Kings on Tuesday at home. Oh goodness, it's another home game. Uh, and then a game on the road against Ottawa, which they should win. Well, they should win both of these games. Tell me, Mr. Sharks fan, are the Kings any good? No. They are... Hmm. What's the best way to answer this? Like, the Kings, like, their 5-on-5 results have actually been pretty good. Like, if you're just looking at, like, Corsi and expected goals. But they can't finish and they can't get a save, so they suck. How... How hitched to Jonathan Quick are they? Uh, 
Like, yes. They have to be. You kidding me? Like, sorry, I'm trying to bring up how much they're actually like paying him this year. They're paying him 5.8 million through the 2022-23 season. So uh, I would consider that pretty hitched. Are the so are you saying that the Kings should absolutely be advocating for um, buyouts during the uh, or free what is what is the the last CBA they had some buyouts that allowed the, the Flyers to buy oh out, yeah like, the business um, contract or whatever yeah uh, special buyouts that they don't have to like count towards the cap or some bullshit. Yeah, but I mean, like by that time, like the contract only run for two more years. I think if I'm doing my math right. Oh, they don't have to do CBA this summer. No, it's not this summer. Yeah, they want to do it again for like a couple more years at least. Should so, so are they going to? Hmm. Yes, the the CBA expires after the 2022 season. So I'm trying to figure out what teams like the Kings do with the contract like that? Do they just protect Cal Peterson, I guess? Is he a, like a prospect that they are like, yep, let's protect him, and maybe Seattle takes Jonathan Quick for some dumb reason? I guess. Like, I mean, Peterson's only 25, and so they shipped out Jack Campbell to the Maple Leafs to make room for him, but uh, we'll have oh. to see with that. But certainly that is an option that they have to keep in mind moving forward. Um, Alec Martinez, is he going anywhere? Yes. Where's he going? I don't know, but he's going somewhere. Hopefully not here. Because what, what, what would the Jets have to give up to bring Martinez in here? Too much. I mean, he's just not that good of a defenseman. And his contract is for, uh, $4 million for another season after this. So I'm going to pass on Alec Martinez. Well, so would I. But here's the question. Does he improve the defense? I mean, I guess technically, sure. <laughs> he improves what we've got. Doesn't make him good. Right, but that doesn't. it's not going to move the needle, I mean. Um, Martin Fork doesn't exist. He doesn't have a vowel in his name. Um I mean, yeah, this is this Kings team is pretty depressing to look at. And it doesn't help that their jerseys are in black and white. Makes it a little bit more depressing somehow. Well, plus the ones that they wore the other night are just horrifying. So I feel like a team that's called the Kings should be wearing purple. Well, they don't anymore. Why? What Kings wear black and white and gray? I, I can't. The villains of every movie ever. I just have to point out that that stadium series might aesthetically be the worst looking game the NHL has ever seen. Oh, potentially. Because both of those jerseys sucked. Yeesh. Especially Yeesh. The, uh, the Avalanche's bib jerseys there. Oh, but at least you got to watch the Avalanche play. Yeah, well, except I wasn't watching the game because I was covering well, basketball. But. I meant, like, you and not you. Just a general you. Yeah. Gotcha. Y'all. Y'all. Yins. Do they say y'all in Canada? 
Probably not. No. It's a very helpful. It's a very useful term. Y'all. All right. You got anything else? Stop Kopitar, I guess. I mean, if you just... I don't really know who our shutdown line is. I guess it's Andrew Kopp. Put him against Kopitar. And then let... Let that line, that top line that you insist on using so much, Paul, let them go ham on Blake Lizotte, I guess? And non-existent Martin Furk with Jeff Carter? I don't... Anyway, that's my strategy. Personally, as, as a Sharks fan myself, I, I just enjoy reminding people that when they start throwing out how bad Eric Carlson's contract is, I would argue that Drew Doughty, who is a much worse defenseman, uh, is being paid $11 million through 2026. Mm. So uh, so that's, that is another contract that could be useful for a uh, one of the free buyouts or whatever. But That would require – I mean, the only reason why they did that, though, is they made like significant changes to like the cap and everything. So. Mm. Okay. That's all I got. Um, let me think. Let me think. Five two Jets. Uh, is this on the road or at home? At home. At home. Uh, I'll go three two Kings. Sorry, it's at home. I can't. This cannot just keep happening. They beat the Rangers at home, and the Rangers are actually looking like they're not bad. They're gonna try to join this already crowded playoff race. Because of course they are. Um, that's all I got. Yeah. All right. So follow the pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Ripper Sixty Pod. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Barrel Seven Two Seven and TC on Twitter at TC underscore Nine O Four. And on Instagram. Yep. Uh, check out our other friends here at the hockey podcast network also check out the at contact thpn page for some sweet deals that also help benefit the pod uh and also just thank you guys for listening um so anyway are are you are you are you going on the ice analytics podcast that we do here at the hockey podcast network anytime soon they haven't contacted me about it so all right uh so that being said thank you for listening and have a good one You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.